Welcome to another episode of Opera for Everyone. I'm your host, Keely Heron. I'm Pat Wright. And on today's episode of Opera for Everyone, we are listening to... We are listening to L'Elezia d'Amore by Gaetano Donizetti. It has to be in Italian. Oh, yeah. This is right in the, in the midst of our, our bel canto period. And what does bel canto mean, Pat? Well, the m- relatively literal translation is uh, beautiful singing, beautiful voice. And uh, it's a style of opera that was very popular in the early part of the 19th century. And our, our three big, famous, enduring oh. bel canto uh, composers are Donizetti, Rossini, and Bellini. Ah, all Italians. Si. But but <laughs> only Bellini has a drink named after him. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't actually think it's named after him, but... Um, only Bellini shares a name with a popular drink. <laughs> maybe we should see if we can fix that. Oh, I love I, I Maybe love after Bellini. the show we could go get a Donizetti. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it has amaretto in it. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, so Anywho, we're listening so to L'Elixir de Amor. See, si, we are listening to, and that that translates to the elixir of, of love. love. I'm Very just waiting romantico. to see if you're going to start singing Love Potion number nine. No, I I could. Would you like me to? No, it's your choice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so the bel canto, we got uh, Donizetti, Rossini, and Bellini. Those are our three. Early 19th and, century. And, um, and the bel canto, it's not... Uh, the style, uh, it's not like it's a serious opera or a funny opera that has nothing to do with bel canto. It has to do with the um, importance of the vocal the line vocals. and the singers themselves. Mm. In fact, in bel canto, there were certain assumptions. There would be a certain number of arias for each you know, character, depending on their importance. Um, ah, okay. And, and you get a lot more just... Like wow, I couldn't believe they could do that with their voice mm-hmm. moments. And in today's uh, in today's episode, we are listening to a, a version of the Elixir of Love that was recorded at the Metropolitan Opera, with James Levine conducting and Pavarotti in the main male role, and uh, Kathleen Battle in the female lead. That's right, and that's Adina is our lead female, and our lead male is Nemorino. Nemorino, yes. We are we, we are in the beauty of a pastoral scene. We have the fields in the background, mm-hmm. and we kind of have, depending on who sets it, it's a it's just a resting place, usually around the barn where the workers have gathered to take a break. And uh, Nemorino is sort of he's the lovable workman, little 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 clueless, almost seeming. Aww, but he's everybody likes him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He is just a flat-out nice guy, but does not have an excess of self-confidence. Okay. I'm sure nobody can relate to that. Yeah. He's just a nice guy, no self-confidence, but but he's love-struck. And, and he's, he's love-struck. in love with Adina. With Adina, the other one that we uh, we just introduced. And so <laughs> Adina doesn't have that problem. Adina is quite sure of herself and it helps Adina is in fact the landowner of this land that all of these um, workers work, workers men and women are working on with this this particular opera has a good size chorus and is it set in in Italy do we know where it was originally supposed it, to be it's set in a 
Timeless, ageless. And it's Italy. Italy. Yeah. Well, the, theoretically, it's said about the time that the opera premiered, which was 1832. 1832. Yeah, so it was it was meant to be set, you know, in the present. Okay. When it was performed. And so a lot of um, people producing this opera will choose to just set it in 1832. Mm-hmm. Just leave it right where it was born. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it was set in the present of the opera, there's a certain amount of leeway, and it's not tied into any political events whatsoever. It's just a love story. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a rom-com, actually. Is it? But, you know, it's it's just this, you know, who's going to end up with whom, and you've got these characters, and she's... So she's a bit of a flirt. She's quite sure of herself. She's she's on a level above all the people around her when the story opens, because she is the landowner. The landowner. So is she the only landowner, or is she, like, the daughter of the landowner, or the wife of the landowner? Or as she's... far as this story is concerned, it's her. There is no mother, father... Nice. There's no one else in her family in the okay. story. Yeah. It's just her. That's kind of unusual for to just well, have like you know, an independent. Maybe, okay, I, I'll just make this up. Maybe her parents passed, passed away. and she's and now in charge. She has no brothers or sisters. And mm-hmm. there she is. She's got this little farm. Cool. I mean, she's like, she's a landowner, but she's not. She's not like a titled nobility no. or anything like that. No, she's just a, but she is a little bit above everyone. Everyone. Uh, compared to everyone around her. And she, we, we don't know for sure, but we're given the impression she may be the only one who's literate because she will pull out a book early mm. on here. In fact, in fact, uh, let's introduce our two characters through song. So okay. let's introduce Nemorino's first song. Okay. Where he's pretty much just looking at Adina from the corner of the stage and watching her, you know, flounce around being self-confident and beautiful and uh, such a beauty. And he's like, hey, girl. No, he's not. Not really. That's what a, that's what In a confident head, guy says. In his head, that's what he's says. saying. Yeah, he, he's not so confident as, as hey, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is Luciano Pavarotti singing Quanto e Bella, how beautiful she is. Exactly. Did I get that right? Yeah, or such a beauty. I, you know, these things can get translated various ways. You're listening to Opera for Everyone, and on today's episode, we are listening to Elisir d'Amour by Gaetano Donizetti, and this is the introduction of our two main characters, Adino and Nemorino.
Well, there we go. We've met Nemorino. Nemorino. And what was he saying there? And, oh, she's so... Isn't she lovely? Pretty much. But he's... Isn't she wonderful? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. But but he's telling us his situation. Uh, Not only does he think she's lovely, he says, I... I love her. I I implore her, but I get nothing but disdain. Oh. And then he says, "Poor Nemorino. Oh, look at her. She's she knows how to read and <laughs> oh, write." God. Yeah, guys say that about me all the time. Look at it. she's so great. She knows how to read and write. Well, then the the thing that follows immediately after that is nothing is beyond her. She can do anything. Holy smokes. He's got it bad. He says, "Oh, I can only sigh in vain, but how can I win her? Who can show me? How Maybe to he should bake her, her a cake. Well, you know, that might have been a much easier way, certainly a less expensive <laughs> way as it is going to transpire. By the way, I think we should tell everyone, aside from saying this is a bel canto opera, mm-hmm. that this is an opera buffa. Opera buffa, it sounds funny. Yeah, it is. It is a truly comic event. We don't we don't have no stage blood in this. Yay. Oh, there's no murder. There's no There's nobody's getting stabbed with a fruit nobody's knife. throwing themselves off a parapet. Nobody's or... dying of consumption. <laughs> oh, we aren't burning down any villages. <laughs> it's all like there you know, I was gonna say there's no death, but there is actually Don't don't spoilers. The one death I promise doesn't upset anyone. Okay. <laughs> He, he was old. He died a natural death. Oh, so and, they were and like, we never oh. met him in okay. the show. <laughs> He's just referred to. It He's happens off stage, completely. Okay. It, it actually not only off stage, but in a totally different town. We're safe. <laughs> We're safe. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But we need to meet Adina now. So yes. she actually has a book that she is reading because nothing is beyond her. Because nothing is beyond her. She can read and not only that she can write. That's impressive. That doesn't come up later, but the reading is, is because she has this book open and the song where she introduces herself to us is called What an Amusing Story. So she's laughing at this story mm. and she's going to share it with the gathered field workers who are seem to be on their coffee break as far as I can tell. Oh. So she'll kind of like read to them. Exactly. Well, that's nice. Do you want to know what she's reading? Yes. (laughs) She's reading the story of Tristan and Isolde. (gasps) Also an opera? Yes, but not at this time. Oh, I see. Right, right, right. Wagner writes an opera of Tristan and Isolde, uh, but his opera doesn't come about until... Ooh, I don't know when that is, but it's in the second half of the 19th century. I don't have an exact year written down. But let's go ahead and listen to her introduction, and then I'll tell you the important bits of the story. Okay. And so this is uh, where we we learn. It's who she is about Adina. Little, she's well, like, she's gonna. She's actually gonna have another song later where she lays it out a little more clearly. But she's gonna 
she's sort of laughing at, at this story and she's putting her own interpretation into it as well. Mm. Okay, so this is Kathleen Battle in the role of Adina singing Benedette Queste Carte. What does that mean? What an amusing story. Oh, what an amusing story. Here you go. On uh, Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL.
They're all having so much fun. So she's telling them this story of of Tristan and Isolde. And just a little background on the story of Tristan and Isolde. I mean, you immediately jumped to opera because Mm -hmm. it's a famous opera by uh, Richard Wagner. But Tristan and Isolde is a very old story. It dates from the 12th century, as far as we know. Ah, What region of the world? It's Celtic. Is that right? That's right. Oh, Tristan. Yeah, it's Celtic. And, and um, she's an Irish uh, princess. Isolde. Isolde. Is, or, and it's also I-S-O-L-D-E or I-S-E-U-L-T. You know, these things. Isolde. Um, but she, it's, it's, it predates the, the King Arthur legend with Guinevere and Lancelot and that little love triangle. Mm. This is a different little love triangle, even though... We just hear the two names. Sure. There's also King Mark, who is the uncle of Tristan. So Tristan, just real brief, the basic outline. And there are variations, so the story is not always the same um, as it gets passed through the decades and centuries. Well, after, you know, sort of what, 800 years? Yeah, there were different versions. But um, essentially, Tristan is a knight um, working for his uncle, King Mark. Mm -hmm. And King Mark is from Cornwall. And Tristan is a victorious knight. He he defeats this Irish combatant that he's against, and uh, that turns out that that man that he's defeated is um, engaged. He's the fiancé of Isolde. And so Tristan brings Isolde back in to his Cornwall. ship to Cornwall as sort of a prize to present to his uncle Mark to be his bride. To be King Mark's bride. Yes. Mm. So Tristan is just the courier. You know, he's the victorious knight. So you know he's dashing and strong, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> and she's the the woman who's engaged to this other combatant who is now dead. Mm-hmm. And so on the trip back, when, when Tristan is being a good and proper knight, bringing this woman back to the king to be married. She falls in love with him. Yeah, they fall in love. But now the story of how they fall in love gets complicated. And that's where the love potion comes in. That's where the elixir comes in. Oh, so this story, this story, the Tristan and Isolde, is, is related to the elixir of love. So, yes. And that's what's happening at the end of the song we just heard. I so see. she's reading this story, and she's, and she's really just focused on there's this elixir mm-hmm. that makes... Um, 
Isolde uh, drop her defenses and fall in love with Tristan. Because in her reading of it, Tristan was always in love with her. Mm. So you can see the little parallel going on here. Right. Tristan was always the lovesick puppy, and she was the haughty princess. Isolde was. So Isolde was. Exactly. A little bit like Nemorino is this lovesick Adina. puppy. And Adina is the haughty princess. landowner princess. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's this, this love potion and she doesn't go into all these details, but just a little bit of background, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, this love potion, um, either she, she, because she has magical powers of healing. So she knows how to work herbs and liquids and. Isolde does? Yes, Isolde does. Okay. And so <laughs> it's, it's confusing, but, but on, on, in some versions, she's got poison. And she's going to poison herself and King Mark mm. as revenge. Right. Okay. For this treatment. Um, in some cases, she's been given the potion and it's a love potion to kind of help her get over the trauma so that she falls in love with this man that she's supposed to marry. But in any event, what ends up happening is they both end up, Tristan, uh, you know, on the boat before they even get to Cornwall, Tristan and Isolde end up drinking this love potion and falling in love. And in Adina's telling of this story, it's really just she, Tristan gives her this potion so that she falls in love with him because he's been in love with her the whole time. It makes it a little more parallel to the Nemorino and Adina story. Okay. Um, and S in fact, part of what she reads here is a friendly, wise magician noted um, the sad condition, Tristan's sad condition, and gave him an elixir expressly designed to ignite the lady's frozen heart. So then what the what the whole group was going on about at the end was like, wow, that potion, that sounds great. That's so fun. And she's just laughing. Oh, yeah, I wish I knew how what the recipe was for that potion. That'd be so fun to have. And that's kind of what's happening. Foreshadowing. Indeed. Well, and, and at this point, you know, Nemorino's there and he's listening to every word because he would listen to, you know, he would listen to Adina say anything. He's sure. just a lovesick puppy. Mm -hmm. And he really just, just comes across as... Kind of breaks your heart because he's just got it bad. And he's, you know, he's grubby from the field and he just doesn't look like much. He stands a chance mm -hmm. with, with this very self-confident woman. Who can read and write and a owns book. land. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we get to meet another character. Okay. So um, this is our, our self-confident man. Uh Sergeant Belcore. I already don't like him. He's a baritone. <laughs> He's a bad guy. Well, you know, I mean, there aren't like bad, bad guys in this show. Because it's like an I opera said, buffa. Because it's an opera buffa. So, you know, what's bad about him is he's full of himself. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> so they say. Uh, so what are we going to listen to next, Pat? So we're going to listen to... Um, his entrance, and we will have heard some martial music in the background before, but he comes in all swaggering. And by the way, unlike everyone else who's in, Adina accepted, everyone else who's been working in the field and they're in their grubby work clothes, he comes in in a snappy, well-tailored uniform, um, looking Looking fine. Looking kind of sharp. Every Looking... girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed man. Indeed, indeed. And and he comes in, he's like, just as Paris was drawn to beauty. I mean, then that's an allusion to the judgment of Paris, which is a Greek myth. 
Oh, I see. I don't know about this. Oh yeah, that's it's a it's an illusion. We won't go into the whole thing. Okay. But it's a it's a whole thing where he has to pick who's most beautiful, and you know Venus is part of the competition. I see. So you know what's going on there. At any rate, but he's just like saying, "Oh, I am drawn to beauty, just as the great immortal gods are drawn to beauty," and he makes a beeline for Adina. Because she's beautiful. Because she's beautiful, and he's drawn to beauty. A sharp-dressed man. <laughs> All right, and so the name of the the next song is that uh, we're going to listen to. Just as Paris was drawn to beauty. Come Paris di Vezano. So you're listening to Opera for Everyone on eighty nine one KHOL, and this is Sergeant Belcore, who's a sharp dressed man, talking about how he loves beauty in Donizetti's Elixir of Love on Opera for Everyone on eighty nine one KHOL. You get a real sense of that bel canto style there, don't you? <laughs> well, there were there were bits there that were entirely a cappella because this voice is front and uh, center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, the um, orchestra 
takes a bit of a back seat when the singers are doing their thing compared mm -hmm. to later styles of opera sure. or you know even some of the earlier styles of opera but bel canto it's it's a real workout for our vocalists for sure um but and, yeah so he's there and in fact he even says continuing his greek mythology metaphor even venus soft and tender goddess of love yielded to mars well you know who mars was he's a warrior god of war exactly and He's the Sergeant. soldier. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> and and meanwhile, when you hear Adina coming in, her voice, she's like turning to the other women on stage and saying, Get well, a load of this guy. Get a load of this guy. Like, oh, he's so modest and, you know, he's so shy. And then poor Nemorino, his asides are like, oh, no. I'm screwed. I don't I don't stand a chance against this guy. Oh, no. So he's he's just as much as he had self-confidence problems before it's this just guy gotten in worse uniform shows up and he's you know he's got a rose and he gives it to her and he's just all swagger like i can get whatever i want and darling i've picked you so yeah. then what happens you will swoon before me well he asks her to marry him oh as one does like hey i'm just gonna roll up hey you want to get married <laughs> exactly like I'm handsome. You're beautiful. Let's get married. Let's do this. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. And she says, well, you are fabulous, but a girl needs a little time to think. And he's like, okay, but don't take too long because I'm quite the catch. <laughs> and so, Opera's so weird. <laughs> he, he goes off and, and Adina wants to tell us something about men. In uh -huh. general. Oh, this sounds like it's going to be a good song. She, Well, no, this is actually part of the same song. She just says, these men, they're so vain, so presumptive. She says, he doesn't even, he hasn't even gotten victory and he's celebrating winning me. Like, So she's like, she's a little bit attracted to him because he's... Confident. He's and confident and, you know, he looks good and he does have He brought her a features. flower. He brought her a flower. Um, but she's she's also a little put off by his well, swagger and presumption. And but he doesn't even know her either. Does he know her? He knows all he thinks he needs to know. He's, she's attractive, and that's it. Exactly, exactly. Um, and meanwhile, Nemorino's just you know wringing his hands here. He's like, oh, if only I had the courage to tell her how I felt about her. It's like her. the cowardly lion. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. And and meanwhile, there's there was one other named character among the villagers, and that's Gianetta, sort of the lead female of the villagers, who at times seems to be a friend of Adina's and at times just sort of seems to be... Seeing, a frenemy? Yeah, a little bit of that. So the women led by Gianetta are saying this would be hysterical if Adina really was falling for this guy's act. Um, they call him the son of Mars, again, keeping the mythology analogy going. Um, but they say, oh, Adina, our Adina, she's just too cunning. She's too smart. She's never going to fall for his nonsense. So we're left to kind of see how this all plays out. And we've got uh, Nemorino. Once, once these guys have cleared out, we've got Nemorino. It says, oh, could I have a word with you, Adina? Uh, una parola, Adina. Una parola adina. That That's, sounds like the name of a song. That sounds like the name of a song. And uh, what do you need to set anything else on this? 
Well, what anything? do you think Nemorino's going to say to her? He's going to say, um, that guy's a loser. Stick with me, kiddo. He, he's going to try to do that, but he's going to get waylaid because she's got ideas to share with him. Ah, interesting. Let's, let's listen, and then I'll talk you through it. All right, so this is uh, Luciano Pavarotti in the role of Nemorino in Donizetti's The Elixir of Love on Opera for Everyone. And Kathleen Battle. And Kathleen Battle as Adina. Yes. On 89.1 KHOL. Well, we had a little bit of a get real moment between Adina and Nemorino because Nemorino is trying to pull together his courage to mm-hmm. speak to her. And she kind of cuts him off and says, oh, don't don't waste your time with me because like, she can see everything that's happening. And she says, shouldn't you go visit your uncle? Your uncle is sick. Uh, shouldn't you go? Don't you have better things to do than to that other town and visit your uncle? And then she gets like super real with him. Well, first of all, Nemorino has an answer for that. He says, like, oh, well, he may be sick and dying, but but my pain is greater than his. So we all kind of like, oh, oh, oh no, please don't, please don't. <laughs> so he's, like, pulling the pity card on her? Because like, he's, oh. he's so lovesick for her. Ugh. But she says, but listen, your uncle is sick and dying. You should go visit him. Besides, what about if he names another heir? And he's like, oh, what do I care about money? I... I I just always focus on you. Ugh. And Adina turns to him and he says, listen, Nemorino, you're a nice guy. You're kind. You're modest. Unlike a certain sergeant who thinks that I sigh for his caresses. So they've just pretty well gotten real. And she said, and Nemorino, just stop wasting your time pursuing me. You're just... You're barking up the wrong tree. She, she, and that's exactly 
exactly what she tells him. And and they will go on. Does she on. actually say that, Pat? Does she say, no, Just, Marino, you're barking up the wrong tree? Oh, uh, that's your metaphor. She <laughs> says, you're wasting your time pursuing me, is okay. what she says. <laughs> and she says, it's it's fruitless to to try to pursue me because I'm I'm a carefree lover. And she will tell us. I don't believe in constant love. I like this one, and I like that one. She's Um, very progressive. She's being very progressive, and she says, "I don't, I don't really fix myself to one person." And he's he's not completely buying it. (laughs) And he says, "Well, you may change lovers from time to time, but but I never waver. My true love can never be driven from my heart." (laughs) So. There we are, left to ponder that. He he persists. He doesn't give an inch um, in his shy, modest, unself-confident way. He doesn't give an inch. Um, and then the townspeople go, wait, wait, I hear something. I hear something very interesting. What's that? Off in the distance. And we get our, our final major character. <gasps> and that is Dr. Dorkamara. And he's rolling up with his little wagon. And he's going to roll up with his wagon and he's going to give us his sales pitch because he is, in fact, a salesman. Okay. And so this is Dr. Dulcamara, who's a base. He is a base. He's going to say, listen, country folk, or listen, rustic people. Yes. Udite, udite, orastici. 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 Country folk. Listen up, country people. So this is Dr. Dulcamara on 89.1 KHOL, Opera for Everyone. L'Elysée d'Amore. Io sono quel cramme di cor, dottore enciclopedico, chiamato Dulcamara, la cui virtù preclara e i portenti infiniti son noti all'universo e... e... In altri siti. Benefator degli uomini, riparator dei mari, in pochi giorni sconderò io spazzo gli spedali. Ve lo salute a vendere per tutti i mondi Compratela, compratela, per poco ve la do. Compratela, compratela, per poco ve la do. Compratela, compratela, per poco ve la do. E questo è l'ondontalgico, mirabile di cuore, dei pochi e delle civili, possente distruttore, di cui certificati, autentici mollati, tocca vedere e leggere, ma già schedunca no. 
per questo mio specifico, simpatico, prolifico, pulvo settuagenario e fare tutti in ario. Nonno di dieci bamboli ancora diventò, di dieci o venti bamboli che nonno diventò. Per questo tocca e sana, tra breve settimana, più dura flutta vedova di piangere cessò. Voi matrone rigide, rinciovani il bravate, le vostre rughe incomode, con esso cancellate, volete voi donzelle, all'iscia per la pelle, voi giovani calanti, per sempre avere avanti. Comprate il mio specifico per poco ve lo do, per poco ve lo do, per poco ve lo do. Bravi giovanotti, da brave vedovette, comprate il mio specifico per poco pelodo. E i nuovi paralitici, spedisce gli apopletici, gli asmatici, gli asfitici, gli Well, now you've met Dr. Docamara, the peddler. The peddler, or I think I might call him a snake oil salesman. He does sound a bit like a traveling like a traveling salesman. He entirely is that. In fact, he <laughs> he's also not someone who suffers from a lack of self-confidence. He says, "Well, my fame, my importance and expertise, I I hardly need to mention that because I'm a wonder man. I'm number 1 in the mastery of medicine." Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's not a humble fellow. In fact, he says, "I am a servant of humanity." Um, a friend who never fails you. I'm a man devoid of vanity. Which doesn't exactly square with the way he's been talking. That, sure. That said, he goes on and on and on. He says, my fabulous medicine, it will make you feel younger if you're old. It will kill rats and roaches. It'll help you make children if you can't do that. It'll make you stronger. It'll fix your cough. It'll cheer you up. It'll make your complexion beautiful you will be skipping and singing you will if you've got wrinkles around your eyes it'll take care of that and he goes on and on and on like everything that could be wrong with a person this little bottle right here that'll fix it ah so he's selling the elixir well he hasn't talked about love yet he says you know to overcome your maladies improve your personality rejuvenate and revigorate yourself take my medicine but he yeah the one thing he doesn't mention is falling in love but he does seem to have a lot of miracles in bottles in his little wagon of goods hmm. so and he goes he goes on and on and every, you know it's exciting when someone comes to a small town who's never been there before they're just like oh this is wonderful and and the chorus all these townspeople gathered around they're just entranced by what he has to offer and they're like oh how much how much he goes oh you know money's not important but of course money is the only thing that's important (laughs) and he says oh well i sell this all over europe but because i'm from here i'll give it to you for half price all right because i like you because i want to help you what a sweet guy that dokamara dokamara is is again he's you could ultimately turn him into the villain if you wanted to, but the play doesn't even do that. No, because it's comedy. Because it's it's comic. He's just, he's this self-important guy who's got something to sell. He's going to make money and he's going to, you know, figure if he can take advantage of people. Like, that's their fault, not his. 
Yeah. Caveat emptor. Uh, yes, exactly. Let the buyer beware. <laughs> exactly. So, as you guessed, our dear lovesick puppy, Nemorino. Nemorino is going to want to get his hands on. Yes, and he's he's fascinated by this man who has all these magical powers in his, in his bottles. Tricks. And he's kind of going to wait for the, um, you know, Dolgomar is going to sell a bunch of this stuff and the crowd is going to disperse. And then Nemorino is going to come up and he's going to say, oh, he's going to talk, to try to talk confidence to himself. Heaven has sent me this miraculous doctor. Because you know what he's going to go look for, of course. Yeah. Yes. And so he's going to say, do you have an elixir like the one that Tristan gave to Isolde? Do you have one of those? Can you make someone fall in love with me? Please, doctor, please. So let's listen to that song. Something tells me that the doctor is going to tell him yes. <laughs> yes. Well, at first he has no idea what he's going to. Oh, I love this line where he said he asks, you know, do you have this elixir? And he says, I, I've got anything. My box is like that of Pandora, uh-huh. he says. Well, we all know what Pandora's box was. The evil that ruled the world, right? Yeah, so it's not really that bad, but it's hysterical that that's that's his analogy. That's what he pulls out. Yeah. Okay, so this next song is Dr. Dulcamara saying, "Voglio dire lo stupendo var mortale fortunato." Yes, that's actually Nemorino who says that, because Nemorino has says, "Do you have the the amorous drink of Queen Isolde?" And and he says, "Well, I I mean that miraculous elixir that awakens love." Which is the line you just read. Oh, right. The stupendous elixir. Yeah. All right. Well, so this is uh, that song then (laughs) on uh, Opera for Everyone. And on today's episode, we are listening to The Elixir of Love by Gaetano Donizetti. Capisco, intendo, io ne so distinguere. E ti avvero, sì, se ne fa grave consumo, gran consumo in questa età. Ah, fortuna, te le vendete ogni giorno, tutti le fai prezzo ne volete. Poco assai, poco cioè, secondo un zecchino. Somma che ci va, aprendetelo, dottore, aprendetelo, dottore. E quel magico liquore, obbligato, asso obbligato, lo so felice, so contento, Si va, 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 si va,
Exciting, huh? Did you like that piece? I did. That, it was amazing to hear the two male vocalists together singing different, yeah, words, different tempos, different. And they have different emotions, the two of them. Yeah, because Nemorino is filled with hope and expectation, and Docamara's like, um, I, I got a live chump. one on the line here. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And uh, Nemorino's like, I want this fabulous love potion but i only have this one coin and he's like oh well that's what it costs perfect like but he's like it's all the money i've got he's like that's that's the price and so of course nemorino gives him the money and he pulls out a bottle and he says um first of all he's saying under his breath you know this guy is so gullible i can't believe he's falling for this i've never been anyone so ready to believe anything in all of my travels. He's crazy in love. He's such a simpleton. He's he's fallen for it all. Um, but Dolgomero, you know, carries on with his facade that he's like helping a doctor, him and right. a doctor. And he says, okay, here's what you need to know. You have to take the bottle and you shake it ger- gently and open it, but don't let any of the vapors escape. So you open it and quickly drink a little bit and close it up. And you will be amazed at the effect all of the women are going to fall in love with you. And 
uh, Nemerino says, well, there's just one woman. He's like, well, I'm sorry. That's just, you know. Be careful. All of the women will fall in love with you. He says, well, how long is it going to take to work? And and the doctor thinks for a minute, and he lets us in on his thinking. Uh, let's see, I leave town tomorrow. It won't be till tomorrow that it takes effect. Yeah, so you need a day for it to take effect. Basically, you need enough time for me to get out of town. Right. For it to take effect. And he's like, oh, this is wonderful. It's so exciting. And Dolkamara also, in an aside, tells us that it's actually just a bottle of Bordeaux wine. Nice. Yeah. So he's given him a bottle of Bordeaux wine that he's overpaid for. And he keeps telling us this is the, the most foolish man I've ever met. Of all the foolish people I've sold to. Poor Nemorino. Um, um, and then right at the end, he says, now listen, Nemorino, this is powerful stuff. I could get in trouble for selling this to you. Love potion. So you can't tell anyone. See, like, it won't work until tomorrow. And don't tell anybody. And don't tell anybody. And Nemorino is beside himself with joy. He's so excited. For having acquired this love potion, just like in the story that Adina read to them all. And he knows it's going to change his life. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, placebos are an interesting thing. They are. They are, aren't they? Because sometimes they work. Sometimes placebos work if you believe in them enough. And boy, does he believe in this love potion. In fact, the next song he'll sing will be, Oh, dear elixir, you are mine. And he's going to be glugging down this uh, Bordeaux wine that he believes is love elixir. And it's it's going to be fabulous. And I think we should listen to the song when he's had a bunch of this wine. And he's kind of drunk. And he's he's got that confidence because he's got love elixir in him. And it's it's just adorable. And this is Adina and Nemorino. And they're la-la-la-laing all over the place. And she's actually showing interest in him for the first time because he's actually becoming more confident. Oh. And he thinks, well, of course she's going to fall in love with me because I've got the elixir. elixir. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so this is la 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 la. That's not really what it's called, but kind of. It, it kind of is, actually. <laughs> I don't know how to say the Italian, but it's la la ra la ra. Yeah, I think you just need to roll a few R's in there. La la ra la ra. Um, from Donizetti's Elixir of Love. And you are listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. <laughs>
You're listening to Opera for Everyone, a radio show and podcast that makes opera understandable, accessible, and enjoyable for a mainstream audience. It airs Sundays from 9 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time on 89.1 KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming. KHOL is Wyoming's only community radio station. Opera for Everyone is hosted by me, Keely Heron. And me, Pat Wright. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And like our Facebook page, Opera for Everyone, where you can also send us a message. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoy the second half of today's episode. La la la, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of today's episode of Opera for Everyone. I'm Keely Heron. I'm Pat Wright. And on today's episode of Opera for Everyone, we are listening to L'Elisir d'Amor by Gaetano, Gaetano. Donizetti. Donizetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, just fun to say. It, ugh. Well, I was saying earlier that by by the time we're done recording this program, I'm going to want to eat Italian food. <laughs> yeah, that can't be helped. <laughs> Mozzarella. <laughs> um. So what's going on, Pat? Do you? Uh oh. Uh oh. Except, except. In fairness to you, we haven't actually talked through what happened in that last song before the break. Okay. Well, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Out of in fairness to you. Well, as we mentioned, he's he's had his um, elixir, his Bordeaux. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. had his wine, which he believes to be elixir, and he is just singing around like a drunk person, basically. Yeah, <laughs> um, which makes him more attractive to her. Well, he also believes he has consumed magical love Potions. potion, mm -hmm. and that she's going to be, you know, falling in love with him momentarily, soon, mm -hmm. because the doctor said it would take a day to a day. take effect. But he's his spirits are high. <laughs> the wine has something to do with it, but also his own attitude about yeah. it. And and she's like, wait, wait, Nemerino, you're acting differently. Don't you you don't love me? And she says, well, uh, he says, I'm hoping to forget you. She and she starts to get concerned because we begin to see this her callous attitude toward him. In part, was based on the fact. That she just assumed he would always be this lovesick puppy dog. Sure. So when he stops being the lovesick puppy dog, she's a little annoyed. She's like, wait a minute. Where's my little Nemerino? Right. And uh, she goes, well, you think you can live without me? And he's like, I'm going to be fine. And by tomorrow morning, my heart will be cured. So that's what just happened. Mm -hmm. Love games. Love games. And she's, she's just, you know a bit thrown off base by mm. his behavior because she's just used to him kind of following her around following around like a puppy okay but it is just past the uh, halfway point which is opera helmet quiz time opera helmet quiz Keely tell okay. us about so l'elisir d'amor l'elisir d'amor I know that I say it wrong but I can't l'elisir d'amor d'amor d'amore si whatever by Gaetano Donizetti 
a composer of the bel canto style, contemporaries with Bellini. And Rossini. And Rossini. This is an opera set in the Italian countryside in 1823, 1832. Yes. 1832, set present day. And so for stagings now, they can choose to set it present day or they can choose to set it in 1832 or it doesn't really matter. Or any time in between. Anytime. And uh, our main character, Adina, is a beautiful, spirited, self-confident lady who can read and write and also owns land. Yes. And the land that she owns is farmed by a large group of farmers and workers. It's managed by the by the people. And among them are or among them is Nemorino, who is in love with her, and he lacks self-confidence, but when a traveling salesman comes along and says I have potions that'll cure everything that ails you, Nemorino buys a bottle of a love potion that he believes is going to make Adina fall in love with her, him, and forget the very dashing, self-confident Sergeant Belcori, who is also kind of sweet for Adina, but doesn't even really know her and has already asked her to marry him, even though they don't know each other. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> we left our story... Uh, in that Nemorino drank a bottle of Bordeaux and now thinks that he's going to get Adina to fall in love with him because he believes in this magical potion. And what's and the they timing? Sing, they sing, la, 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 <laughs> la. And she'll fall in love. Tomorrow after the snake oil salesman leaves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, I can wait a day, sure, yeah. for this all to fully take effect. Yeah. No problem. So, yeah, this story is actually really easy now that I... So far. Think about it. So far. Okay. No, it's actually less complex than a lot of other operas, but uh, some awfully pretty music, don't you think? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's really lovely to hear the voices together. Yeah. Sing the, just the duets and the variation in the, in the vocals. Right. And so um, it's time for our dashing, well-dressed sergeant to reappear. Mm-hmm. Belcore. Belcore. Which, does that mean good heart? Belcore is like, core is... Heart and bell is good, right? Or beautiful? You know more Italian than I do. Well, I so. I speak Spitalian or Fritalian. Okay. But well, I I don't know the answer to that. I think it I think it is, which is an interesting choice. At yeah. any rate, he returns. He's got yes. some Michael Jackson esque outfit on. <laughs> no, he's he's got his proper soldier's uniform, but he keeps it looking good. And he has a good tailor. <laughs> and he shines his boots. and Oh, yeah. The buttons are all in place. He it's probably all... smells good. He's got some lavender. Yeah. He's been to the barber recently. Right. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's nice. He's, he's rocking looking, it. He's looking good. It's part of his whole, you know, self-confidence. So he returns. He returns. And let's listen to a little bit of his return. Because we had la, 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 la with la, those la, two. La, la. And he's going to do tron, 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 tron. <laughs> so let's hear a little bit of, of his and uh, so this is Sergeant Belcore, the dashing, confident soldier in Donizetti's Elixir of Love on 89.1 KHOL. Where? 
You get a sense of what's going on there. Who's laughing? <laughs> I think that was me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, in comes Mr. Swagger. Yep. And he's like, all right, so it's... I'm back, know, ladies. I'm a conqueror, whether it's on the battlefield or in the field of love. Or in the love <laughs> game. <laughs> he's, he, you know, he's just, he's Mr. Confidence and... Adina shows him attention. and But now remember, it's not like in the very beginning of the show. She's a little ticked at Nemorino. Is she ticked or is she kind of like ambivalent? Like I used to just dismiss him, but maybe now I'm interested or? I, I, you know, hard to say. It's so all this is going on. We've got Falcore swaggering and like telling Adina it's like, hey, And babe, is Nemorino still drunk? And Nemorino's drunk. And he's seeing this guy who he thinks very lowly of, you know, it's like, oh, this blowhard right. trying to steal my woman. Um, but I just have to wait a day. It's all going to be fine because he does not doubt the potency the of the pl- elixir the placebo, for a right. second. He believes in it. He believes in it. And Adina, meanwhile, is sort of playing word games like, oh, Sergeant, when will your siege end? You know, she's having a right. lot of fun with him. And but what what actually matters in the end of all of this is he's like, well, when are you going to marry me? And she finally she looks at Nemorino because she's kind of annoyed that he's changed his behavior. And she looks and she says, I'll marry you, Sergeant. Three days from now. Let's get married three days from now. Oh, no. And Nemorino's response, of course, is. Don't worry, I got this because tomorrow you're going to fall in love with me. Exactly. Exactly. And he doesn't have to say that to her. But the fact that he responds so, you know, that he doesn't Blase. seem to care, it just enrages her further. She says, what, what is it with this guy? He's He hears that I'm going to get married to this other man and he doesn't seem to care. How can that be? He's drunk. So, meanwhile... Our our country, our other named woman in the cast, uh, Janetta. G- yeah, Janetta uh, says, "Sergeant, Sergeant, there's there's a message here for you." 
You could almost guess what this message is. The message is, of course, Sergeant, here are some orders for you. He reads the orders. We've got to march oh, out to tomorrow leave. morning. Mm-hmm. So then he needs to get her to marry him tonight before he leaves. Mm-hmm. He sure does. And she says, yeah, okay, fine. Let's get married tonight. Uh-oh, so now Nemorino's going to be... Now Nemorino's not so relaxed about the whole thing. Mm. And Nemorino gets Adina aside and he says, no, 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 no. You can't get married tonight. You'll, you'll be so unhappy if you do. And just trust me. Just just wait until tomorrow. Don't marry him tonight. And, and she says, no, I'm going to go marry him right now because... You're a stupid peasant, and he's a fabulous, you know, catch because he's got a really great-looking uniform. Mm. But we know she doesn't really like him. She's just trying to to mess with this guy's head, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just it's it's all a, it's a little game. crazy. And Adina says, "Yep, let's get married, Belcore." And Nemorino, you know, so he's gone from the highest highs to the lowest lows at this point, and he's, right in a matter of like fifteen minutes. So he's just like, oh. The sergeant is laughing at me. Adina's making fun of me. The villagers are all thinking I'm a laughing stock. Like, I don't know what to do. Yes, I do. Doctor, doctor, can you help me? I need more medicine and I need it to work faster. And so Dolcamara shows up and he says, well... Yes, I, I, I could. I have, I have another bottle of that elixir in my, in my wagon back there. <laughs> in my trunk. Yeah, but, um, how much money do you have? And he doesn't have any money, of course, because he Aww. gave his last. So the doctor leaves. He's like, "Well, I'll, you know, I'll be over at this inn. This is where you can find me. But uh, let me know when you have some money. I'll be there for another fifteen minutes." So he's like, "Take it, talk." He's got time pressure. He needs money. The doctor says, "Yeah." And he's also kind of drunk. And he's drunk. Um, <laughs> he's going to make some bad decisions. He's going to. Well, what's going to happen now is he's going to run into Belcore, his rival. Oh. Yeah. He's going to run into Belcore, and Belcore is going to say, strong young man, I'm in charge of the regiment here. You seem to be in need of money. We always need strong young men. Did you know there's a signing bonus? If you, oh. if you enlist, we can solve your money problems. And he, like, dangles a bag of gold in front of him. Right. Or whatever the amount of money is. And Nemorino's like, well, I have to. So it's interesting. So it's it's his rival who offers... Is, is going to solve his problem. Is going to solve his problem. But meanwhile, he's going to be enlisted in the army. So that's going to be a little bit of a mess. But let's actually take a little break and do the song within the play when they're getting ready for the wedding. Because the wedding is still on. Right. They're preparing for the Ooh. wedding. And there's this lovely little song. Dokomara says, yes, I have this, you know, all in his bag of tricks. He also has new songs to, um, that he carries around with him. And he asks Adina to sing it with him. And the song is, I have riches and you have beauty. So this is Dr. Dolkamara Sings with Adina. With Adina. And this is... And this is sort of like a, a story within the story. But it's, it's a lovely little song. Yo son rico. E tu sei bella. There we go. I have riches. I'm rich and you're beautiful. Yep. It's a match made in heaven. Yep. The Elixir of Love by Donizetti on Opera for Everyone, 89.1 KHOL.
So there's just a little entertainment pre-wedding with the guest gathered there, and she's playing along. But the notary is going to arrive soon. It's about to get real. And under her breath, Adina keeps looking around for Nemarino, and she's like, wait, I want him to see this. I want to see his reaction. And she's waiting, waiting. And she says, the notary's here. Hey, Belcore, could we wait till this evening to get married? And Belcore, ever confident, says, uh, sure. And then he turns to his bros and says, women are so strange. <laughs> like he doesn't, he just thinks women are strange. He yeah. doesn't really think there's any problem. He's not concerned. No, not at all. Not at all. And in fact, this is when Nemorino trips in and he tells Nemorino he can solve money problems by him signing up for enlistment and so he signs up and let's listen to the song now your hand young man in other words now sign here so mm. that you can officially be a soldier and let's go ahead and listen to Nemorino becomes a soldier and Bercore is going to gloat that I have enlisted my rival so he knows that Nemorino's in love with her I didn't realize that. Oh, yes, he does know. I thought he was just kind of oblivious. Oh, no, he knows, but he's not in the least concerned. concerned. Right, okay. So this is Que la mano giovinotto, young man. Give yes. me your hand. Sergeant Belcore, 
and uh, Nemorino, yeah? Yeah, because Nemorino is mostly excited about the money he's going to get so that he can purchase another dose of the elixir. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOO. And so in this song, both of them are singing about their own victory, of course, because Nemorino is like, ha I got the money. Right. She's going to fall in love with me mm-hmm. when I drink the elixir, the second dose. And Belcore is like this sad, sad fool. He's just signed up for a life in the army for a little bag of gold. And I've cleared the way. My rivals. Uh, He'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah, so they're each thinking they won. So they're each singing a song of victory right there, which is kind of interesting. And that, interestingly, is the end of Act 1. Then what happens? Well, then we have Act 2. Okay. And in Act 2, it's actually adorable. This is Janetta and the Village Girls, and they're going to open Act 2, kind of teasing us. They're going to say, is it possible? And Janetta's going to say, it's possible. Is it probable? Well, it's probable, and it's going to go on and on like this. And it's a it's a darling little song with the female chorus. Let's just leave it there, and I'll explain what they're talking about. So this is Seria Posible. Thank you. 
So would you like to know what the big news was? Yes. Sería posible. Would it be possible? Not from the army, but Nemerino has just come into a large sum of money. Oh, because his uncle kicked it. That's right. The uncle. This is the death in the opera. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I forgot about that. Okay, so it isn't sad. It's not gory or gruesome. It was just no. old. So now it, Nemerino has a bunch of money. Right, and all of, so we just have all the women of the town are together singing, led by, by Ginetta, and they are saying, oh, he's the wealthiest man around, the most eligible bachelor, Uh-oh. you know, while they're like fixing their skirts and mm-hmm. fluffing their hair and all this stuff. And they say, but we can't tell anyone. It's a secret. We can't tell anyone which is kind of an odd thing to say with half the town present, but they are saying we can't tell anyone. Meaning Adina. Essentially, I think it's to let us know that neither Adina nor Nemorino himself know of this inheritance because Janetta heard it from the tailor or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you can imagine Nemorino stumbles into the scene and how do the women, all of the women of the town, suddenly oh, treat him? He, and he thinks it's the elixir. Because he has bought that oh. second dose of elixir, and he's glugged it down, uh, which means he's got quite a bit of Bordeaux in him at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the women are all just gathered around him, fawning all over him, vying for his attentions. And he says, well, the elixir's really beginning to do its job. And he's feeling quite confident that he doesn't have to wait till the next day. Right. He can put the bite on Adina tonight. That's right. That's right. Adina is going to come into this scene and she's going to see Nemorino. Surrounded by ladies. Surrounded by all these women. And as she's dealing with that information, Dokomara, Dr. Dokomara, Mm -hmm. comes in. The snake oil salesman. The peddler of love elixirs. And he begins to tell Adina that he's responsible for all of this. No. Yeah. Well, you know, he's told Nemorino. Nemorino can't say anything. But he tells Adina, oh, yes, I sold him the elixir. I mix happiness at 20 crowns a bottle or scudi and distill love like rose water. Why would he tell her that? That seems like a really mean thing to do to Nemorino. Because it'll just make her think... But she doesn't really... I don't think he thinks this stuff through right, right. carefully. Speak first, think later. <laughs> but Adina is like, you're crazy. You know, you're, you're crazy. She never bought his bottles of nonsense. But he says, but, but you know about the power of the love elixir of Queen Isolde. Not realizing that Adina is the one who brought the story of Tristan and Isolde into the community to begin with. And she's like, wait a minute. I'm the one who was reading the story about these two. And Dolkamara just leaves it alone. He's like, but I have mixtures to suit all purposes. What might I interest you in? And she's just kind of like, you're, you're, you're nuts. And he says, look at Nemorino. Look how well my elixirs work. Look at all the ladies after him. And he says, and besides, he was so desperate to get my elixir that he sold his liberty. He enlisted in the army so that he could have enough money to buy my fabulous medicine. Adina is stunned to learn that that's how he got money. And then he had the money and he and he sold himself essentially so he could win her love, win her love. And so she's really affected by this. And she will sing this lovely, lovely song. What love he has and how cruel I was to torment that noble heart. Aww. So let's listen to this one. 
Quanto amore e ospitata on Donna Zetti's Elixir of Love. An opera for everyone on 891 KHOL. So that was Dokamara and Adina talking about Dokamara's love elixirs, etc. Yes, well, he's trying to convince Adina, like, well, look at all those women. If you want him to fall in love with you, you need to buy some of my fabulous medicine. Dokamara. And Adina's not falling for it. I mean, she's she's intrigued and a little annoyed about the whole thing with Nemorino, but she's also come to appreciate Nemorino that he would go to such lengths to win her love. Mm-hmm. But she's she is brushing the doctor aside, and she's not going to be buying his stuff, and she's not going to fall for his. Well, good for her. Yeah, yeah, she does have a little more sense than Nemorino, honestly. She's I just don't I don't need that. I don't need that. I have something way more powerful. Books. I will charm him with a tender look. I'll lure him with a charming smile and alarm him with a tear or a sigh. I'll excite him with a fond caress. Ooh, the recipe is in my eyes, doctor. That's where the true elixir lies. Oh, this is so romantic. Well, you know, once you fall, you fall. Donizetti. So that is actually a song with a tender look. Una tenera occhiatina. A tiny little look. Tender, a tender, look. tiny, tender little look. <laughs> Il mio desiderio, il mio sogno, il mio 
lo vedo Cancella Ne sei più Ne sei più Della parte mia Riconcella Riconcella A cotore Ci lo vedo Ci lo vedo Riconcella Riconcella Questa poco Quel dipenda E la vuole spizzeria E dai la pinque Dai portello Riconcella Riconcella, ne sei più dell'arte mia Questa bocca è con dipenda e la vola sprezzeria E l'ambicca del fornello con lo chiudo un cipello E finché la bocca è fuori per bruciare in cenerir Per bruciare in cenerir Ah, vorrei cambiare quei tuoi dimmetasi per il sir Seeds defeat. He says, Yes, I can see that your talents surpass mine. That was some good opera ing right that, there. <laughs> some lovely singing. That was some impressive opera ing. <laughs> yes, it was. Well, speaking of impressive opera ing, we are coming up to oh, the yes. best known song. The aria of the opera. Really. Yes. Yes. A furtive tear or a secret tear. And this is the tenor aria Mm -hmm. that shows up when tenors do tenor things. When the three tenors (laughs) get together and sing a bunch of tenor arias together. It is is a great tenor aria. And it's a Pavarotti, Domingo, and Carreras. Three tenors. Three tenors. Yes. There are more tenors out there than those guys. But they're the ones that are the three tenors. I know. They they trademarked that name. Yeah. I I digress. (laughs) Sorry. I just had to show off my opera knowledge there. It's wonderful. It's it's so fun. I it try. is so fun. So this is a fun song because, well, it's a romantic song, mm. but it's not a sad song because he saw this tear that he refers to. He saw her shed a tear when all the ladies were paying attention to him. Oh, he noticed that she was noticing. Oh, are you kidding? He's watching her the whole time. As much as it's fun to have all the girls pawing all over you, that's not really what he wanted. He is truly in love with Adina. And so there's this lovely, lovely song that he sings, A Furtive Tear, where he feels terrible that he's made her cry. Aww. But the tear also has given him a little window into her true emotions. And he feels hopeful. Hopeful and grateful for that. Perhaps the tear is also an elixir of love. Yes. Perhaps. Let's you like, listen. You like how poetic I was there? I, I like the way you say perhaps. Perhaps. This is Una Fortiva Lagrima, a tender tear. 
on Opera for Everyone. Wow, 
Yeah, that's a bit of pouring oh. out of his heart. I was just picturing sitting at the Metropolitan Opera and seeing Pavarotti just on stage with no music, just singing. Well, that's... Can you that's, imagine how powerful that is? That's bel canto, you know, oh. it's all about the voice. I'm sorry. I just, um. sometimes the opera nerd in me is like, that. that's why I love this. It's so simple, but it's not easy. I mean, like, no one, not many people in the world could actually do that and command yeah. a stage that way. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Anyway, okay, nerding out. Back to our story. Well, he says, I could die if I could but share the bliss of eternity with her. Baby got it bad. Yeah, say it's what you will. It's kind of cute. I'm glad that she's like... Yeah, she's coming around. Coming around. She's completely coming around, and she's shaking off the doctor. Mm-hmm. And the sergeant. She's like, what ofs? Well, no. I mean, as far as the sergeant knows, he's still getting married later tonight. But not in her head. Not in her head. Right. Not in her head. But that's what, that's what the... Uh, the sergeant thinks it's going to happen. And He's got another thing coming. <laughs> but Adina is going to confront Nemorino. She says, Nemorino, why did you choose to become a soldier? Are you planning on leaving us? And he's like, well, you know, a soldier, I needed something to do. So I became a soldier. You know, he wasn't going to tell her why. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why? But she, of course, has figured all of this out. And she says, Nemorino, your life is dear to me. I have purchased your fatal contract from Sergeant Belcore. Did she really? Or is so he, that's she actually, just... this is an interesting thing. So a person who is obliged to be in the army, someone with enough money can, can buy their way out of it. Can buy their way out of it. In fact, that happened to Donizetti himself. When he was required to be in the army, a wealthy patron who wanted him to continue composing music and not risk his life in the army bought out his army contract. I'll be darned. Yeah. What's well, like Private Benjamin, remember when Goldie Hawn enlisted in the army and then her parents were and she was from a really wealthy family. Private Benjamin, you know, it was like, what, the 80s? She was so cute. Yes. Anyway. But yes. then they were like, they came in and they were like, we're just going to get our daughter out. And then she rebelled and she said, no, I'm going to stay in the army. And then she did. And her parents left in a huff. Anyway. Well, Nemorino is quite content to let Adina <laughs> buy him out of the army. Because he loves her. Yes. Yes. And she's, uh, she's going to explain that, um, uh, take this contract. Let's listen to a little bit of that song. She says, take this contract. I have purchased your liberty. Prendi. And oh, by the way, yes. while this is going on, under his breath, Nimarino is letting us know, oh, oh this elixir is really working. Because, oh, <laughs> Nimarino, he's so cute. Yes, he's very cute. So this is Prendi Ferme Se Libero on the Elixir of Love by Gaetano Donizetti on Opera for Everyone, 89.1 KHOL.
Well, there we have, we have uh, our good friend coming in and Adina, one of the things she sings there in that lovely piece, I am so happy from the dear enchantment that I feel at your side. So we're, we've got like allusions to mysticism and magic, but for her, the enchantment is merely love. Aww. The anguish is gone. It is changed to supreme delight and we will always be united, she tells Nemorino. Life will be one ecstasy, with my heart beating only for you. Well, that's all great, but we still have to settle things. But you're supposed things. to get married with this other guy. We still have to settle things with Belcore. So he's going to march on in. And then what's going to happen? He's going to march on in, and he's going to say, What's this? My rival. Present arms. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is he going to try and shoot him? And Adina walks out. No, present arms means, you know, it's it's, it's a soldier. Oh, uh, uh, he's like he's like, "Hey, what's up, soldier?" Oh, she boss did now. just say she'd bought his and never mind. So Adina's going to look and she's she's actually going to say, "Listen, Belcore, this is the way it is. You may as well placidly accept your destiny. He's going to be my husband." Mm-hmm. That's the fact. And how do you think Belcore takes it? Uh, well, knowing guys like Belcore, he's probably like, okay, there's other women that are That's way the, prettier are, than you. You are spot on. Dead really? Right. Mm-hmm. He he's says, like, I didn't really like you anyway. He, he says, oh, so much worse for you, Madam Flirt. There are plenty of women in the world and thousands of them would be happy to marry Belcore. Yep. Yeah, you you called that one. He's he's. Hey, I didn't just fall off the turnip truck yesterday, Pat. <laughs> so, <laughs> shall we listen to our very end here? We've got Belcore saying, "I'm I'm good. I'm good. You don't want me. There are plenty of other fish in the sea." <laughs> he's like, it's okay. And the 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 show is going to end with Doca Mara bragging that it all turned out well that because he was of his the, medicine. Yeah, he was the maestro of this. And and by the way, you have some wrinkles. You need to buy some. And you have a, you know, your digestion's not good. You need my Right. And he's just going to go into salesman mode. And there's no there's no comeuppance for Dolcomara whatsoever. Dolcomara is seen as a hero. Well, it is an opera buffa. It is. It's a comedic opera. Okay, yeah. so as we... As we close out here, what are we going to listen to, Pat? I think we're going to listen to both of those things. We're going to listen to uh, Belcourt say whatever. Uh-huh. And we're going to listen to the final song, which is Dokamara saying, uh, buy my stuff. It's good. Buy my stuff. All right. So you have listened to another episode of Opera for Everyone. And this is the final two songs of Donizetti's The Elixir of Love, as sung by Luciano Pavarotti in the role of Nemorino. And Adina, as sung by Kathleen Battle. And the two songs are Alto Fronte and El Coraje Ogni Diletto. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 
viaggio per te, pieno di donne il mondo, e mille e mille ne otterrà bel cuore. Vedala questo elisir d'amore. Caro dottore, felice son per voi. Sappiate che Nemorino è diventato un tratto il più ricco castaldo del villaggio. Poiché morto è lo zio. Morto lo zio? Io lo sapeva. Lo sapeva anch'io. Ma quel che non sapete, ne potreste saper. Egli è che questo sovrumano elegir poi in un momento non solo rimediare al mal d'amore. Arricchirli spiantati. Thanks for listening to another episode of Opera for Everyone. I'm Keely Heron. And I'm Pat Wright. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud and like our Facebook page, Opera for Everyone, where you can also send us a message. We know that opera can be challenging. But everyone loves a good story. And a story set to music is even better. That's why our mission is to make Opera opera for everyone. everyone.
Oh, 